0: Orbiting 250 miles above, the space station provides us with the ultimate view of planet Earth. From this perspective, we ask our guests to engage with six questions that orbit around wonder and stories of hopefulness. For the next few minutes, this This is is our our Wonder space. Space.
1: welcome to the 117th episode of the wonder space podcast which is an expression of a family trust called panapa my name is steve cole and since september 2020 i have asked the same six questions to over 100 people from around the world this will be the last episode of our third wonder space year and i want to thank our 32 guests who have orbited around our six questions I also want to thank Andrew Howley at Ask Nature and the Biomimicry Institute for producing moments of wonder throughout this year. Here is another moment to help us re-wonder. The specialized whiskers of harbor seals give these ocean goers a very special ability to feel ever so slight movements in the water, allowing them to follow a trail left behind in the wake of swimming fish. The key is the whiskers' quirky shape. They're oval in cross-section with wavy edges, which neutralize the swirling action of water due to the seal's own movements. Instead, they remain still and ready to respond to disturbances generated by other swimmers. Bigger fish produce larger swirls and faster fish leave more of them in their wakes. By feeling these swirls with their whiskers, SEALs can precisely identify the size, speed, and direction of potential targets and follow their downstream trail in one test more than 30 seconds after a target had passed by. It's a real joy to finish our third Wonderspace year with Dr. Renee Lertzman, who is based in the San Francisco Bay Area. René is an internationally recognized researcher, educator, thought leader and advisor, who uses psychological insights to unlock action on global climate and environmental crisis. With this expansive overview of Earth, I start by asking Renée, if we could do a flypast over any part of the world that is significant to you, which place, city or country would it be and why?
0: If I could do a fly past on any part of the world, it would be the Point Reyes Peninsula, uh, which is the Point Reyes National Seashore north of San Francisco on the coast. Um, It is one of the most spectacular, beautiful, profound places in the world for so many reasons. Um, including the fact that it's a confluence of teeming biotic life, human activity that's agricultural. You've got the people out there who really are there because they love nature. It reflects the complexity of uh, being here on the planet um, in all Ways, And it's also a body of land. If you fly over the Point Reyes Peninsula, you will see this this land that extends into the water that is the shape of a whale's tail. So not only does that mean that there's tremendous beach around the, the shape of the whale's tail, um, but also within you have estuaries. So there's the Tamales Bay. There's a lot of water in and around the region and it's full of life.
1: Renee, give us a glimpse into your life story so far with an emphasis on what you're doing currently.
0: I grew up in the peninsula south of San Francisco uh, in a region that's now thought of as Silicon Valley. Uh, It wasn't necessarily that before. So I grew up both with nature and an appreciation of the natural world around me and a heavy dose of psychology. And specifically, I started seeing psychotherapists when I was 15. Um, And so really this, this coming together of my experience of the practice of being in the rooms of many, many kinds of psychologists, psychotherapists, healers, that combined with my awakening to what's happening with our planet ecologically in terms of how humans have created such profound impact on our life here, that has been consistent and persistent in my life for many decades now. And where that leads me here is um, is a practice that is really centered on Supporting and enabling really all humans, but specifically people who are uh, change makers, change leaders. Uh, How do we bring um, our full selves to this work and how do we leverage the richness and the treasures of what we know from the psychological field into the work we do with the planet? Particularly, how do we create new ways of working and being with ourselves and each other in a way that's truly regenerative. I've had the privilege to work closely with all kinds of organizations across sectors. So large NGOs, government, cities, uh, business, multinational business, tech. Really, it's about working with organizations who are attempting to tackle these complex and tractable issues. And especially working closely with those within the organizations, sometimes they there might just be a few of them embedded within a much larger organization. How can I be a partner and help them, um, you know be as as effective as they can? What I see right now is many uh, organizations and specifically change leaders are in a process of rapidly evaluating and coming to terms with and redefining and reimagining what it looks like and and is to be a leader right now. And so where the future is for me is an emphasis on on really supporting and enabling those who are convening, curating and really working at that upstream level to influence the way in which we can accelerate the work we're doing in a more effective way.
1: Where on earth is your place of reset or recharge?
0: One place of reset and recharge for me is hot springs, actually. Um, I absolutely love being in hot springs, mineral springs, And the place that comes to mind is a place called Ore Hot Springs in Mendocino County. It's way up in the mountains of Ukiah, Northern California, very wild, and happens to be situated down the road from one of the oldest growth redwood forests. So it's that combination of the hot springs and uh, being able to go and hang out with the old redwoods.
1: What wonder of the natural world excites you the most?
0: I would have to say old growth redwood forests do, <laughs> not surprisingly. There's really nothing like being in a intact redwood forest, and it doesn't even have to be that big. I mean, at this point, we've lost a lot of the redwoods, right? So you might find when you're especially in California, Northern California, um, Oregon, you know, you'll find sort of fragments or pockets here and there. And it doesn't need to be a very large space. But if you can find yourself in a really healthy redwood forest, it's really like being in a, in a cathedral almost. It's very quiet. And there's a whole atmosphere that comes with being in that space with the, the sensation of the forest floor and the ferns and the ecosystem. And, you know, it's, it is very exciting for me.
1: Renee, what is your story of hopefulness that's not your own about a person, business, or nonprofit who are doing amazing things for the world?
0: I feel hopeful about an individual that I've had the good fortune to work with for a number of years. And I just want to say that I have a lot of respect for people who are situated in large, complex, multinational organizations who are committed to doing good things and doing good for the world. And yet having to navigate, you know, these systems that can be very challenging, resistant, you know, attractable and all of that. So for me, um, the person that comes to mind is actually a a leader I've worked with at Google named Michael Bacher. And... What's inspiring to me about Michael is that he very much is coming from a place of deep business experience and expertise, and um, in later in, in his career has come into the work of regenerative business, um, system change, uh, sustainability, and and what I admire is that he has this commitment to have impact while working with and navigating the tensions that can be inherent in a large multinational company especially at this particular time right now Um, and I admire and feel hopeful about his commitment and uh, perseverance in that.
1: Finally as we prepare to re-enter the earth's atmosphere what insight wisdom or question would you like to leave with us?
0: I would like to offer the invitation to reflect on the way in which we help create and cultivate the conditions that can truly allow each human being to access our capacity for care and concern for the world and our capacity not only to care, but to want to repair so for me the insight here is recognition that each human being has this capacity and it can very it's, it can very easily become buried and really dormant. And I think it's each of our tasks in ourselves and with each other is to really explore how do we uncover and awaken this capacity. And what this means is the willingness to set aside some of the assumptions we have about apathy and to recognize that, you know, it's really not about whether people care or if people are apathetic. It's really about recognizing the moment we're in that can feel so overwhelming and that can lead people to want to retract or kind of withdraw. But in actuality, um, so much of this is about mindset. And so much of this is about our perceptions and about our experience. And I think each each one of us has the opportunity to invite a different way of being in the world. And that starts with being really humble and really uh, vulnerable and open about our own experience, to be able to be willing to take risks with sharing our own messiness, our own confusion, and um, when we feel incoherent. That that in itself is a very powerful way of being in the world right now that can really enable more of us to come into that place of just feeling what it what it's like to be alive right now and, you know, to be more open to different ways of being going forward.
1: You can find out more about Renee at reneelertzman.com. On her episode page on the Wonderspace site, we will also include a link to her TED Talk, which is also well worth checking out. We already have wonderful people lined up for our fourth year, which will start on Friday the 8th of September. Thanks again to Dan and Sam for their work and support this year. And over these weeks ahead, let's continue to share our stories of hopefulness that makes a name for someone else. We need them like never before. Thanks for listening.